Hey everybody, welcome to the thematic <laughs> take two. Hey everybody, <laughs> welcome to the thematic podcast, season five, episode twelve. Yeah, and uh, today we got a really good question. Yeah, um, straight from TikTok Live. Straight from TikTok Live. We're filming this right now with TikTok Live just in the background, and somebody asked a great question. Kim, the warrior. Yeah, Kim the warrior. And she asked this. This is her question today. I just want to ask why John the Baptist asked Jesus, shall we wait for, shall we wait, or are you the one? Um, let's see, I think we're, I think this is going to be in Matthew 11, if memory serves. I mean, we didn't even look it up. We just got yeah, this question. I was literally just trying to find it. But this is what being thematic is, is you start thinking, okay, where do I know passages from? All right. It is Matthew 11. Yeah, it is. This is what happens. So let me let's bring you up to speed. What's taking place? Uh, Four hundred. If I can go back a little ways, four hundred <laughs> years of silence. Four hundred years <laughs> means between the prophet Malachi and the New Testament, there was four hundred years of God's people waiting for God to show up. They've always been waiting for a Messiah, mm-hmm. and so it was always believed that Elijah had to show up before the Messiah. So John the Baptist, Jesus's cousin, is born six months earlier to him. Mm-hmm, we find mm-hmm. out later, Jesus says that is Elijah. He is the one of whom the prophet said, make straight the path for the Lord. Yeah. So John the Baptist is is operating in this prophetic mantle that Isaiah prophe- prophesied about to prepare the way for the Messiah. And then John the Baptist, who is Jesus's cousin, yeah. he sees Jesus at the time when the ministry is... Uh, finally going to start age 30 or so. Mm-hmm. He sees him and he says, that is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He is one that I'm not even worthy to untie his shoes. Mm. John the Baptist baptizes Jesus, even though he didn't need to, but Jesus said to fulfill all righteousness. Mm-hmm. And he was baptized. And Jesus is the Savior. John's whole existence is to point to Jesus. Mm. So it's his cousin. It's God's worker and a mighty worker for God in the kingdom. And he absolutely believed Mm. in who Jesus was and what he came to do. And now here, um, a number of chapters later and a little bit of time later and a little bit of negative circumstances for John later, this is what happens. John gets arrested because he was calling out Herod for some sin and he's literally in prison. And it says this, when Jesus had uh, finished instructing his 12 disciples, he went on from there to teach and preach in their cities. Now, when John heard in prison about the deeds of the Christ, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, are you the one who is to come or shall we look for another? Hmm. So were you like serious when you were saying that was sarcastic or? No. No. Okay. So you think this is a genuine question? Yeah. Or... Um, you mean when I said it was passive aggressive? Passive aggressive. Yeah. No, I no, I think I think he was uh uh sincere in his question. Okay. Yeah. I mean cuz it, it, it could have been, been it could have been passive aggressive. Yeah. I mean it could have been like totally like man, did I miss it? Like are you? Yeah. Or like oh, come on, are you going to be the one or not? Yeah. Like aren't you the one? Or or do I need to look for somebody else? The you're text not doesn't do. give us indication. It was sarcastic, so I think we should read it as sincere, but you know, I know I think it's rooted. I think his motivation is, I am in prison. You're the one. Yeah. So, okay. It doesn't give us... But but surely it can't be asked as 
childlikely genuine as some random person that didn't know anything about Jesus and that just was like, oh, wow, are you the one? Correct. Like he believed in him. Yeah. He knew he's the one that said that's the one. So there's got to be something in there, even if it's genuine, where he's like, like, you're the one, right? Yeah. Or am just, I supposed to be looking for yeah, somebody just else? Just confirming here, because like... Like, this is not yeah. what I thought it would be. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It infers to me, because he already declared that he's the one, right? Because that's what we're going off of. He's already declared. He paved the way. Right. He leapt in the womb when they were connected. Yeah, I mean, like, before they he's even a, born. They have a connection. And my... What I've always got when I read that is like... I think John feels a real connection with him, and here he is in prison while Jesus is he, doing the ministry. Yeah, doing the ministry. Why am I rotting away in prison while this all-powerful, the Messiah, who I paved the way for, ate locust in the desert? For you know what I mean? Like, yeah. why have you rescued me? That's kind of what I get from it. Yeah. So we we wrote this question exactly as as it was typed on TikTok Live. Yeah. I just want to ask why John the Baptist asked Jesus, shall we wait or are you the one? But really what I think, if I could say so, Kim, and what I think the the deep question that people ask are asking is, and what he's kind of asking is, how how do I deal with the disappointment of my expectations of what God would do or be in my life and how, how that's not happening? And then when I'm living in this place of not maybe full doubt, but maybe doubt or at the very least questioning or not understanding. Mm-hmm. Why are you not doing? See, I think that there's like, sometimes we pray for things and it's like, I know God's not, a, I, I shouldn't expect it, but like, I'm asking God that he'll give me blank. But there's other things that we pray for that we're convinced, like, I know this is God's will. Mm-hmm. Why is it not happening? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like, I'm not asking you for a Lamborghini. I could pray for a Lamborghini, and it, he probably won't give it to me, but maybe he will. I'm going to pray for it. Versus, <laughs> I want to pray for healing, which I believe is God's will, but then why Why does it not happen? Yeah, that's a big one. And I think that that's kind of like where he's at. Is he's like, I'm in jail. Yeah. So he's he's either disappointed or doubting or wondering. Yes, or, he, for, I think for sure. And so I know that we all deal with those. So that's why we mm-hmm. took on the question. So this is what Jesus says. Matthew 11, verse 4, Jesus answered him, answered the guys that came to him while John's in jail. He says, go and tell John. He didn't even say, I'm going to go and talk to him myself and assure him. He says, go and tell John what you hear and what you see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, and lepers are cleansed, Mm -hmm. the deaf hear, and the dead are raised, and number six, the poor have good news preached to them. Which are all fulfillments for the Messiah, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Draw and proofs. Ble- and then he says this, blessed are you, or blessed is the one who is not offended by me. And I believe that that word is scandalon, sc- where we get our Scandalous. word scandal, mm-hmm. and it actually physically means stumbling block. Yes. Blessed is the one to whom I am not a stumbling block. And what I've never even put together before that is also interesting is that these statements that he's making sure reference a lot of the quote that we would see in Luke chapter four, which is 
when Jesus shows up to proclaim his mission, he quotes from Isaiah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You remember this? Mm -hmm. Oh, man, this is getting... When Jesus starts his ministry, he quotes from Isaiah, and he says this, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's anointed me to proclaim good news Mm -hmm. to the poor, to proclaim liberty for the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, set at liberty those who are oppressed, and proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. So not all the same, Mm -hmm. but I I noticed that in this one, it talks about liberty for captives in two different kind of ways. Mm -hmm. Set free, those are... And with John, he didn't say that. (gasps) No! Is that... I didn't never have caught that. Yeah, I never have even either. But look at Matthew oh. eleven. He doesn't quote. He says, "The blind see, the uh, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the dead are raised, and the poor have good news preached to them." He doesn't say the captives are set free and all that. Oh, Ooh, I don't know what to do with that. Fresh revelation. Holy cow! But it's because he's in jail. He's in jail, and John Jesus, is. for whatever his will was. Oh, I've Evidently, his will wasn't to. Dude, I've never seen that. Usurp the prison situation for John. So he so so to be clear for people who are not understanding this, there's all these prophecies out of Isaiah that the Messiah will fulfill: dead raised, blind seeing, lepers cleansed, um, captives freed, and Jesus quotes many of those in Luke, and then again in Matthew. But for 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 when he says, "Go tell John all these evidences." To his response, are you the one? He's like, yeah, go give John all these evidences that I'm the Messiah. He omits captives being freed because John is a captive and Jesus isn't going to get him released. Yeah. So it brings up so many questions like, wow. Uh, Like one question though is, of all of these missions that Jesus had, are they spiritual or are they physical? No, clearly some are physical because literally blind people did receive their sight. Yeah. He wasn't just talking about you're spiritually blind. Yeah. But that's also true. Yeah. So you can't just say that Dude, they're Craig only that's spiritual. really good. <laughs> well, I've I, never seen I never, that. I've never seen I've before. Never seen that before. I, just, yeah. I just had that thought. So Jesus came to do physical things. He did he did give the blind their sight. He did make lame people walk. Mm-hmm. He did raise people from the dead. Both physically and obviously that's the main goal yeah. spiritually. Dead did or he alive. ever set any physical captives free? Mm. I don't know. That's a good question. Mm. Paul the prisoner. Oh, yeah, yeah, he did. Paul, he yeah. said he said them free when they were in jail. Yeah. By spirit. By spirit, but not him. I don't think Jesus did. In fact, the thieves on the cross asked to be get us down and he didn't. Oh man. Interesting. I don't think but, he did. But it's uh, I don't think Jesus in his life a physical. But he 100% Oh, oh in No, no, here's something interesting too. Barabbas <gasps> was traded for oh, him. Oh, he did set Barabbas free. He set Barabbas way. free in a way. But yeah, no, I don't think Jesus in his lifetime on earth Physically. Physically. But he was setting people free spiritually. Yeah. From the greatest prison, which That's is so the prison of our own That's so interesting. That'd be a great like, study. Like, yeah. All of those have a physical. He definitely made lame people walk. He definitely made blind people see. Deaf people hear. All, lepers also, cleansed. Yeah. Lepers cleansed. Dead raised. All spiritually and physically, but captives free, maybe spiritually only. Which actually might be one of the reasons why people... Even his disciples or Judas was so upset because they were expecting the Messiah to be a physical, militaristic leader yeah. that set 
all of Israel free from the captivity of the Roman yeah, Empire. Yeah, that's what they that's were what under. They were, they were they, yeah, they were waiting for. They were a, under a vassal ruler. Her, was it Herod at the time? Yeah, it was Herod, right? Yeah. Well, Herod the Great, and then Herod his son, and the yeah. Tetrarch. Yeah. This is awesome. They were waiting for Messiah to set to them liberate free physically. Them. Liberate, yeah. Political, militaristic liberation, and Jesus comes, and he doesn't. He he lives so far beyond some human expectations, and he doesn't live up to other human expectations. Wow. And in John's case, even though John was so close to him, John believed in him, John was the anointed man Worked of God for him. to prepare the way. The, the one guy the whose one mission guy. was to prepare the way for Jesus, he ends up in jail and eventually beheaded. And he's in this position, in the jail cell, wondering, why am I not out there? What's going on? And so, how do we deal with situations in life that don't live up to our expectations? I always say this, frustration is unmet expectations. Mm -hmm. Because it's one thing to not have an expectation and then be surprised by a gift of grace, Mm -hmm. but it's one thing to expect by faith yeah. And then not receive it. Yeah, absolutely. Because if the promise was never, I'm never going to set the captives free, it would be much easier to deal with because it's Way like, oh easier. yeah, he, he never said he would. I can't expect him to do something that he never said. Yeah. But my expectation is what he's, what the mission is, and now I'm frustrated because that expectation is unmet. Mm-hmm. How do I deal with that? Yeah. Yeah, wow. Wow. It's interesting. It reminds me in um, Mark... Jesus is is hanging on the cross, you know, about to die, and it's one of the only times I can think of in Scripture the presence of God leaves him, and at that time in the ninth hour, Jesus cried, I'm reading it, with a loud voice, it says, Eloi, Eloi, lemai sabachthani, which means, or sabachthani is how it's pronounced, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? People who are don't feel the presence of God, they ask why. You know, and I I found, you know, in a lot of the time we were asking TikTok Live for questions, why do people get cancer? Why is this happening? Why, 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 why? And how I've always seen myself and in, in, or wanted to be in times of disappointment, Lord, can you help me avoid that most dangerous letter of the alphabet? May I not ask why, but may I just focus on who, who you are and what's next? How do we move forward, you know? Um, but even Jesus, when, when you know... That's an important... I mean, that's like a... That's a whole theological conversation. Yeah. He's quoting Psalm 22. I know. I know. So is he, is he genuinely yeah. asking the Father, or is he tying his identity to what's prophesied in Psalm 22? Mm-hmm. My God, why God, why have you forsaken me? And then later it says, dogs are all around me, and evil company encircles me. They pierced my hands and my feet. Uh, well, I, I believe... I can count all my bones. They stare at me and gloat over me. I think that the psalmist foresaw. So I think it was like a video that he foresaw. So I think it's real and that they foresaw it. Similar to how John had a vision of Revelation. It's not like he's making it up and then Revelation's fulfilling it. I think John saw it. And is recording it similar to the psalmist. So I think it's real, is what I think. So I think it's a real because why do I think that? Because when Jesus 
had that moment where God's presence was taken because he took on our sin. That was the real punishment. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. As much as the we think, weight oh, of the, the sin pain. of the world, yeah. dude, for the first time, he calls him my God, my God, and not Father for the first time. That's huge. So that's why. Mm. And he's why. Even in the Garden of Gethsemane, when he's ready, he doesn't say, why do I have to go through this? He's like, if there's any other way. He's not questioning, why do I have to do this? He knows why. He's connected with his Father. He right. knows the mission. He's connected with him. Right. Right. So anyway, I just, it's so challenging. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. It was a good point though. Like we oftentimes, especially if you'd like to see the movie, The Passion or whatever, we think, oh, he endured so much with the whipping and the beating and the crown of thorns and the nails in his hands and all that. And, and crucifixion, it's literally where we get our word excruciating from. Yeah. Is because crucifixion was meant to be the most painful way to die. Yeah. And you didn't actually die from the blood loss. You died from suffocation asphyxiation suffocation um but the worst thing that he endured on that cross was not the physical pain it was the fullness of the wrath of god being poured out upon him from all the sin for all humanity for all mankind for all history so that was yeah that was the torture that he went through for us it's so much more than we even think yeah but I don't know if I fully agree with you uh, about the that specific "my God, my God" statement. But my but point is, okay. is the question was how do we deal with disappointment? Yeah, I think the biggest remedy in those dark, dark times in your prison cell for John, or in the, like, if you're as close as you can be to the Father's mission, we can we don't have to ask why mm. as much because mm. that's the only time Jesus ever asks why point that's that's why i bring it up that's been my goal in life because i know i'll have to face some challenging things and i want to ask why as few times in my life as i can and if i'm really connected with him right see john was in prison he felt like he was off mission hey why why well who are you really he starts to doubt even though he is proclaimed right right because he's not doing the thing i expected him to do anyway Man, big questions, heavy dude, questions. Yeah, dude, this is a great episode in my so mind. He's, a great conversation. Yeah, so he's struggling, and and then Jesus' answer is, hey, this, this is what I'm doing. He doesn't tell him why he's not doing something for him. He just tells him what he is doing. Yeah, and blessed are you if, I, if that doesn't stumble you. Yeah. Because now we get into my favorite answer to my kids, which is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You say, I know that he can, I believe that he will, but even if not, I will never um, bow. Yeah. Because that gives you a place of strength to be like, I know that he can deliver me. I believe that he will deliver me from this fire because he's well able. But even if he doesn't, I ain't going to do the thing. Right. You know, because that's the place we all want to be. Right. So if you get a terrible diagnosis from a doctor and you're afraid and you're fearful, I know my God can't heal me. I believe that he wants to heal me. And even if he doesn't, I'm going to go out giving him glory, saying that he can and he will. Right. Like my last breath will be praised because he's worthy. Like that's a position. Because that's all we got anyway, because he's worthy. Whether our, at the end of the day, we're clay pots. Right. Yeah. You know? 
So how do you deal with disappointment? You trust that God's ways are higher than your ways. Mm -hmm. And if one of the, if you don't understand, then it's probably err on the side of he's right, you're wrong. Yeah. I mean, is and not to be cold or lack empathy in people who are watching or this, they're in challenging situations. We covered this once before, and I use it all the time now. It's your phrasing, and I've stolen it, and I use it everywhere. For our good or God's glory, always. That's what he's doing. And so if you're in a situation that you're like, this is really not for my good, then in some way, he is working it out for his glory, and you should do your very best to participate in it. Well, what I would, actually, what I would say is, I think if we don't think it through, we have... We sometimes think either something is for God's glory or our good. Oh, I totally manipulated it and I love mine better. <laughs> <laughs> and that, and it might be so, but yeah. I, I tend to believe that everything that is truly for God's glory is also for our good. Oh, that's it's not for his. Yeah, that's good. Because like when I was younger, it was like, okay, I can serve you. I'm supposed to serve you, but my life is going to be worse. I don't get to drink or hang out with girls or whatever, but that's what's right. And but what? But when you really come to know God, you realize anything that He asks of you is not an arbitrary commandment. Mm-hmm. It's it's for His glory, but it's also for your good. Oh, for sure. And so whatever I, gives Him glory is for your good. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? No, it's like when you're going through something troubling and challenging and causes you a lot of pain, and in that moment you're like, "This is not good." Right. Make no mistake that our lives as Christians, even if our flame is getting extinguished, our job is to give as much light as right. we can to the king. Right. What a privilege, right? That we could stand among so many and do that. And that I think is how we have to think. John is about to be beheaded. You know, we're so privileged. We live in America. I know there's international people watching. We live in America, Craig, you and I, we don't have to face those kinds of challenging decisions. But there are people all around the world that do. There are people with kids that have real health challenges. There are people themselves that are facing just like job loss, losing their houses. And they're like, why is God letting this happen? And this is the real stuff. And this is the stuff that people go, is God really who he says he is? Because I am not seeing the power. Yeah. And um, these were the questions that as a pastor, I got all the time and I would sit across the table and I would hold their hands and I would say, listen, I don't get it either right now, but I'll tell you this. He can, he can deliver you. I believe he wants to deliver you, but even if he doesn't, let's agree together that he's worthy of our praise and let's sing in the jail cell together and let's make our spirit tell our soul how to feel yeah yeah it's good blessed are those of us who won't let that reality that he is who he says he is when our circumstances are dark be a stumbling block right exactly man what a blessed are you if you're not stumbled in your faith by the things that you don't see yeah the things you do see and i think maybe in some ways the lack of answer that we do see even though he gives an answer the lack of the answer that we might want can be an encouragement to us because a lot of times we don't get the answers either. Yeah. But we press on and we trust him. We trust that he is faithful and true and good mm-hmm. and worthy of our life. Yeah. And, and he is doing good things, even if it's not always what you would want. Yeah. 
And maybe if there ain't other, any other blessings in your life right now, maybe get that one blessed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. grab that one because blessed are you. Any other final thoughts? Nothing. Kim, thank you for the question. Yeah, great this question, came, Kim. This came in the moment on TikTok Live. Uh, the rest of you guys, or the rest of the questions for this season came in either through our website, through TikTok, through Instagram. Um, so if you have a question, you can send it to us at thematicpodcast.com um, because this is, this is what this podcast is all about, is talking through difficult either Bible questions or probably more appropriately life questions that we all face and, and what the answer might be from the Bible and from God's heart. And yeah. Do we know enough about God's word and his heart to have a framework through which to address hard questions mm -hmm. in life? Yeah. So come and find us in all those places. We thank you guys for being with us. Yeah. Lastly, if you wouldn't mind um, leaving a, a review for this, wherever it is that you're consuming this and maybe sharing this with a friend. That's the only way that gets the word out. And don't forget to subscribe, of course, and hit follow. We appreciate yeah. every one of you. Awesome. And we'll see you next time. Peace.